Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Head over to Hulu this March where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Horror Hangout, a podcast where two bearded film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time. My name is Luke Condor, with a K, I'm joined by my regular host, Mr. Mr. Ben Errington. And hey. we have a special guest. Hello. A certain yeah. Mr. Hello. Matthew B.C. Matthew B.C. I always leave that for people to jump in, but I don't tell them I'm going to do it beforehand. So I always make it really awkward at the start. <laughs> well, you did it to Ben, and I saw the awkwardness there, so I was like, okay, I'll, I'll latch onto this as quickly as I can. And then I missed it anyway, so I just... <laughs> yeah, oh well. How's everybody doing? Have we got some drinks? Yeah. I didn't fill well. up as much as I, I... I filled it up to the top, and then I drank it all before we started. What is it? You got some black... black no, black. It's, just, it's just disgusting, full-fat Coke. Nice. Guinness. So my favourite Coke. It's the yeah, best the, Coke. It's the one not... that kills you quicker, isn't it? So... The furry <laughs> teeth Coke. Yeah, I, you've got to brush your teeth if you're drinking some full-fat Coke. It sticks on the teeth. Yeah, yeah. If, you put like a, if you put a tooth in a, in a thing of Coke, it's gone the next day, right? Yeah, something like that. If you that ha- fell asleep in a bath of Coke, you would wake up without any bones. Did you, sleep in a bath of coke. Did you wake up 10 this? years younger did, did you ever hear this thing i'm pretty sure it's an urban legend but if you like pour coke onto a pork chop and then leave it overnight like maggots come out of it i've never that sounds disgusting but i've never heard of it never heard that <laughs> no, I, I i've, def- I've definitely got coke and a pork oh. chop i mean unless i mean it like some pork does have I mean, you have to find the right one that had a had a sort of bacteria thing in it, wouldn't you? I mean, I've got no idea. I can't remember if I heard it or if I saw it. Yeah. So, you know, it would have been really... It was a long time ago. <laughs> it's, just, it's just something that's always stuck in my mind. And yeah. I've never been daring enough to do it. Because I'm like, well, if it happens, then that's ruined pork chops for me. And I love pork, so... And coke. Imagine drinking some coke and some pork. That's a combo. That's what happens in your belly if you have coke and then a lovely pork chop. 
Can I can I be honest and say I've definitely thought about that before? <laughs> <laughs> you can be honest. Uh, Luke, well, you're yeah. back. Yeah. How, how did it feel last week to have a week off, Luke? How did it, how did it feel to miss the first ever episode of this? Um, this oh shit, it was weird. It's got it zero weird. opinions on it. <laughs> it's like, it, was, well. it, was, it was quite nice in a way uh, because I normally have to do the notes. I do my quiz questions that I put a lot of time into. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, I, I, I have a feeling he was sat in the same place just talking to himself for two hours, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I was here. You think didn't so, see me. So. I didn't have my camera. He's answering the questions. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I did, I did the quiz questions. I did think about doing the name game, but I just didn't think I could do it justice, so I left it. You I could have done the justice, man. Anybody could have done that justice. <laughs> I didn't want to step on your. T- I didn't want to step <laughs> on your turf, man. Yeah. Um, so I guess let's uh, jump in. Have we got any horror news by any chance? Um, I've seen a couple of things. Seen a couple of things knocking around on the old interwebs this week. So apparently, um, uh, oh god, I can't, I can't see the link. Here we go. Freddy Krueger himself, Robert Englund, has signed on to star in Stranger Things Season 4, which is very interesting, right? Um, so apparently he play, he's going to play a recurring character, Victor Creel, a disturbed and intimidating man who was imprisoned in a psychiatric hospital for a gruesome murder in the 1950s. So I'm pretty sure Stranger Things Season 4 is going to be like elsewhere. It's not going to be in Hawkins, right? Is that what it's called? I think at the end of season three, they moved on. They went somewhere else. They all moved out. So it looks like it's going to open up the world to new characters, new settings. And uh, I think they're uh, are they old enough to go to college now. I guess like the, the slightly older tier two characters will go to college. Well, so I them. think so, because every time I see one of the actors from Stranger Things in something else, I'm like, they are definitely 28 now. Yeah. What is going? What is going on? I saw what's his name Noah something, the one who plays the little kid with the bass and haircut. I saw him in something the other day. Jesus oh, yeah. Christ! Yeah. I was like, he had haunted old man's eyes. He had has like got a, haunted a, old a man's widow's eyes, peak. Yeah. <laughs> Lockdown has aged everybody though, so yeah. yeah, that's that's true. But some people more than others, and it seems Stranger Things actors more than others. What's I his mean, name? What's name? Looks Bo- like. Uh, you know the one with the long hair, the dark hair? He's like sort of the main character, I guess, at one point. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah he looks like... The one who's in books? It, Chapter 2. Yeah. Those books that are called like Animorphs. And it's got like a, yeah. on the front cover, it has like a, a little boy turning into some sort of animal. <laughs> He's halfway through. He's like one of the middle ones. <laughs> halfway through to Very what, though? Eagle. To see an... <laughs> animal. We'll have to wait and see. The covers always better man. stories. Always. Yeah. I don't think I've never read one before. They were terrifying. I think everybody, all everybody ever did was look at the middle one and just go, Jesus Christ. I've seen one where like a girl's turning into, I think it's a beaver. And it's haunted. It's absolutely haunted. I'm going to have to find it because it is terrifying. I, w- I kind of want to know what the story is. Imagine you're at Animorph and they went, oh, sorry, you're a beaver. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. Is it like a superhero thing? I've never read it. Are they, are they like? Did he turn into animals for good? It's just. This I is can't fantastic. Remember. Or is it? Is it like the fly? Is it like a horror? 
So they all end up with the penises in jars in the, in the kitchen cupboard. And what? I mean, this is body horror. This is, uh, this is on topic. Surely. Yeah, it is on topic. It's the only yeah. way to keep... That was still it's a the only way to keep image it. that I now have in my mind, but... Yeah. This whole episode is going to be trying... seven images. <laughs> I'm trying to send it to you, but for some reason, it's just not letting me have it. It's going, no, 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 you can't send that. This is a cursed <laughs> image. Um, uh, apparently, there's dinosaur ones as well, I'm just seeing. Yeah, that sounds good. Sorry, my <laughs> mind is still in penis, penises in jars. And when you said I just saw a dinosaur one, I've just sent it to you. So have, have a look. Yeah, have a look up. in the chat. Uh, absolutely, there's fantastic. a guy. The one half. I mean, it. it no disrespect you to whoever's like put Henry this cover Thomas together. From me too. Do you know what? The middle <laughs> one looks a bit like a Russian doll. Which the middle one? Yeah, yeah. A toothy yeah, Russian good. doll. And to be fair, whoever's put this cover together, no disrespect to them, but this is a piss poor effort. The rest of them are pretty good. This, this one was, is this, just that was shit. not a stellar one. That looked like fan art. Oh. If I'm being honest, it looks like fan art. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The tiger one. The tiger ones in my mind. Then let me see if that's any good. I think what we're gonna yeah, find yeah. is. I think what we're gonna find is all of these are actually full of shit. Yeah. 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 Probably. Okay. Why are you looking for that? So that's the Stranger okay. Things thing. Um, any other news I've got is The Last of Us 2 snagged Game of the Year at the Golden Joystick Awards, like which was I think was yesterday. I haven't actually looked at the list of the awards yet, but I thought I'd list, read this out because obviously it was kind of a bit of a mixed bag in terms of how people responded to this game. But it's still one like all of the best game, but it's also one like best storytelling and stuff, which is obviously what people didn't like so much about this one. Have you guys played this? No, not not yet. Played it, yeah. it. I don't yeah. play games really at all. Last of I don't one, play games except <laughs> with people's hearts. <laughs> no, yeah, uh, yeah, I play psychological games, but I don't play. Yeah, <laughs> just with your neighbours and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Move their gnomes. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These gnomes pretend to be their gnomes, do the little voices. Do you ever guys play that? We are the garden gnomes. Jesus Christ, little bastards must have been as kids, but we used to knock on like strangers' doors and like hide in the garden. And then when the little old lady, probably not a little old lady, I don't think we'd have done that. Uh, but they open the door to nobody, Shut but you're all hidden no, in the garden and you, and you and you all say we are the garden gnomes. We are the garden gnomes. That's horrible. That does sound horrible. That's creepy. That's yeah. creepy. Yeah. I don't Imagine know why I ever did it. The brood doing that to you. Yeah. No. I don't want <laughs> no. to do that. No. Um, any other news? Any other news? Um, so apparently Gremlins Free. I think we've mentioned this loads of times. I'll mention this because Christmas is coming up. Um, but Chris Columbus updates on the sequel says we're working out rights issues so there is a script there is an existing script and they're working out some rights issues and then they're going to apparently make it with tangible puppets not cgi um, we discussed gremlins before and do you remember how much the gremlins puppets cost they were expensive they were like 14 grand and this was back in the whenever it was when did yeah. the first one 80s so, 80s yeah so it's kind of like a non-update, but I guess it's still, you know, someone saying something about it. But the animated series is headed to HBO next year. I thought it was earlier than that, but no. So we could be getting a, the the Gremlins 
resurgence that everyone is dying for. Yeah. Um. <laughs> is there another word that would be more suitable to like gremlins than dying? Hey. I get the, I get it. Gremlins Two was uh, was one of those films for me <laughs> as a kid growing up. I'd watch it over and over. Gremlins Two is mad. Gremlins yeah. Two is like so entertaining. I mean, it's not really a great film, but it is entertaining. Well, I guess that does make a great film. It is nuts. There's, There's so that much shit really going good uh, Keen Peel sketch. Oh, they're coming that up with the Keen ideas of what they're going to put in it. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. <clears throat> and some of them sound so ridiculous. You're like, well, that's not in the film. That's just made up for the sketch. Nope. Spider Gremlin. <laughs> in the film. <laughs> Bat Gremlin. Spider Gremlin. Drag Gremlin. Electri- <laughs> Electri- <laughs> Electric Gremlin. Electric yeah, Gremlin. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to watch Gremlins again, man. Uh, yeah. And the only piece of news I had was something. Sorry, go on. What are you going to say? Oh, no, I was going to say I want to watch it again at some point. The only other piece of news I had, which was um, a film we've mentioned a couple of times, I shared this with you just before, Luke, is that that slasher comedy from Blumhouse, Freaky, starring Vince Vaughn in the weird body swap thing, um, is yeah, yeah, it's um, so it came out in American cinemas like recently. Mm. Apparently, it is going to be available on demand from December the fourth. So obviously, in the UK with lockdown and everything, no one's had a chance to see this yet. So. That is where you'll be able to see it. And I think we might do an episode on it. Or if we don't do an episode completely on it, we'll discuss it at some point as well. But yeah, it looks like, looks like fun. And if you enjoyed Happy Death Day, either of those films, which I kind of did and the second one kind of didn't, then you're, it looks like the same sort of vibe. Yeah. It's kind of mod- modern day scream, I guess. Like they're, yeah. they're trying to do slashes in a sort of... Yeah. I remember when way. Scream was modern day. I feel old. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> I thought Scream was like the modern day Halloween. Now you're like, oh, I understand. When did Scream come out? 95? Something like that. Yeah, so we mentioned this on last week's episode is that the new Scream is just going to be called Scream. So Scream 5 mm. is just going to be called Scream. Yeah. How mm. do you feel about oh, that poster. in terms of I don't have not seen yes. the poster. Is it like a similar vibe? Oh wait, they... I might have seen a fan poster is it... because when they oh. actually is it it's been the tunnel? Screened. Yeah, the tunnel. Is that yeah. a fan poster? It's a fan poster. Yeah, but it's so oh, good great. that I'm yeah, like, so just yeah. make that. Oh, the... Can I swear on it? Sorry. Yeah. 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 Cool. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> totally uh, was hanging. Yeah, I, oh, I'm. I'm just worried that uh, it's going to be a Riverdale sort of vibe to it. Oh man, for the first, I was exposed to Riverdale like this week for the first time ever. And I don't want to sound like a dick, but I'm going to sound like a dick. My God, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Riverdale's got this vibe to it. Every single scene and every piece of dialogue is so like, it's got a cocky bravado to it. Is this in in season one though? I think so. Yeah. Just skip ahead. Watch one episode from season three or something. It's I don't, the I most don't think... lud. It gets so ludicrous. <laughs> Every character kind of speaks like this. Well, I, I've got some information that I'm just about to tell you about, and it's brand new information for you, and you're a dickhead for not knowing it. And that's how everyone speaks. And I'm just like, oh, fuck off. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I don't think I'll give it a chance, Luke. Sorry. I mean, no, I no, overheard saying, a bit. I'm not saying watch like sequentially, <laughs> just, just jump straight into. Okay. Okay. 
Yeah. Did you um? Did you review see the Sabrina show? Uh, uh, I watched. I watched I've the first seen, season. Yeah, I've I saw the first bit, season. Yeah. I enjoyed it, but it wasn't enough to sustain. No, again, that because that is in the Riverdale universe. Yeah, yeah. It's whatever that flavor is. That Riverdale flavor. It's just not for me. I just can't get along with it. It's is a that, weird one, is, isn't is, it? Yeah. Are they similar then tonally? Yeah, that, it's that kind of. I'd say so. Yeah. Oh, okay, because I enjoyed. I honestly, I did enjoy Sabrina. I thought it was quite. Sabrina's got more more horror. Like, yeah, yeah, that's what I liked. Comedy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It. It's just something about that where it's almost like it's been designed for people with really like just what can what how can I say this? attention? Do you know what I mean? Atten- that's what we're, what we're trying to say. Attention spans. Is that the right word? Like literally within short attention spans. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> So not slating you, not slating you because you enjoyed it, Matt. Sorry. Come for the intros, stay for the fuck-ups. Yeah, but it's almost like it's almost like every single scene has got mm. something extra, like put on top of it, and there's layers and layers and layers, and it's just like trying to just keep you going to the next scene rather than developing any sort of story that's got any depth to it, and it just gets on my tits a little bit. I think that's what yeah, I'm trying to say. Yeah, was a bit of that. Yeah. We're just too old here. We just. Past. I think that's interesting. Yeah. Um, has anybody seen anything good this week they wanted to quickly bring up? Yes. <laughs> well, I can go last. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Matt might while, have while I'm sort of, while I'm sort of being a cynical, miserable bastard, mm-hmm. can I just mention briefly? The Haunting of Bly Manor, which we've discussed before on this show, and I've actually like watched it all and finished it now. So, have either of you seen it? I have. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've seen it, like, like all of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can okay. spoil it if you I want. Thought I, it... I wasn't going to watch it. I, w- I don't know if there's anything to spoil, Matt. Honest, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Even if I tried, I don't know what I could say. That would spoil something. If I said there's ghosts in it, you'd be like, well, I, I kind of know that. It's called The Haunted of the Blind Manor. If I told you anyone was a ghost in it, I mean, I don't even think I know who's a ghost and who's not by, by the end. I thought it was so dull. I found like, I would, ne- I would never have finished it if my girlfriend wasn't insistent on us watching it. Because did, uh, I reckon after about episode four or five. What did Charlie think of it? Did she like it? She was. She kind of felt the same as me that it was dull. It's dull. It's nonsensical. Yeah. It thinks it's more intelligent than it is. It's not scary. It's not interesting. It's not funny. It's it not. I don't, like know what, I, don't, I don't know what. I don't know. Sounds like a Monty Python. I don't sketch. know what it's trying to give. Yeah, it's. Um... Well, it's dull, 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 very dull. Dull, Hundred percent. If if it shouldn't um, be advertised as a a scary Halloween sort of thing. It's not scary like in the slightest. No. It's more of like a period drama uh, well, sort of thing. I just don't... Un- some of the framing devices, some of the plot devices and the framing devices that they use are either... They have no impact or no relevance to kind of like the rest of it. Like you could mm. take out really huge chunks of it and it would still have the same effect. It's not like I go, oh, I'm glad it had that or it could have lost that. I just feel like yeah. it's all just in terms of a pieces of puzzle, it's just mush. Like the yeah. puzzle has been left left at the bottom of a lake and it's waterlogged and now you're just trying to well, smush it together. I mean, 
if you're going to be bringing up uh, Flanagan, I'll just say I watched Hush again this week. The the slasher yeah. where it's, it's got Kate Siegel, his wife. She's deaf and she's in the house and there's a killer trying to get her. Um, it's really good. I mean, it's like not there's yeah, not much huh? to it. It's just really tense, really sort of a, a simple concept done really well. Um, it so that what so what else has Flanagan done? Um, that Gerald's, Gerald's game. game. Gerald's game. game. That kind of Not period. Sleep. He's uh he he can do he can do really good stuff. Haunting of Bly Manor is for me like his first big cock off. <laughs> yeah. I mean I, 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 I kind love, of enjoyed loved, it, but I wasn't an armed I've loved the sort of everything he's done and I thought the haunting of Hill House wasn't necessarily the kind of thing I would usually go for, but I think I enjoyed it because it had enough going for it, some really good performances. But Kate, so Kate Siegel, who's the lead in in Hush, that's his wife as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, it felt like her episode was she co-wrote Hush as well. Okay, okay. Yeah. I just felt like her episode of Haunting the Blind Manor, it just felt so pretentious. Something about it just made me. I think that was when, even though that was like episode eight or something, I think that was when I transitioned from being bored by the show to like actively okay. kind of hating it. Offended, like, yeah, but that's that's I guess I won't say anymore because I don't sound like a right twat, but uh, yeah, didn't enjoy that. Yeah, how many hours of your life did that take up? 10 hours, a lot, man. Like, uh, no, and this is the thing I would usually give up, I'm I'm not the kind of person who can can be persistent. I've got I like would a give 10 up. minute rule now. I'm just like smashing through really? Netflix. My, oh, my continue watching line is like fucking three miles long. Yeah. Shit. Well, I think the thing is like with films, <laughs> no matter what the film is like, I can always persevere and watch. But with a series, I feel like it's a real, it's a real dedication to go, right, I'm going to watch all of this. So if I'm checked out by one, two episodes, mm. then I can't, I cannot check back in. Okay. Mm. Well, okay. So that's don't watch that then if you want to watch some TV. But <laughs> here's here's what you, you should watch. Uh, so I don't... this isn't the recommendations part of it, and it's just the what did you watch? Yeah, yeah. Because um, you would have well fucked that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> sorry. So I don't know why, but I've been um, hankering to watch Samurai Jack again recently. I don't know why. Just want to watch some cartoons. And I saw that Gendy Tatsutovsky, who I think that's how you say his name, the guy who made Samurai Jack, he had a new cartoon out called Primal. Uh, it's all on Channel 4's stream service. So I thought I'd, I'd stick it on. Oh, is it? It is amazing. It's like one of the best things I've seen this this year, like out of everything. It's um, 10 short episodes. It's about a caveman and a dinosaur. It's really well animated, no dialogue at all. It's the music's really like uh, really well put together. The sound design is amazing. It's so gory, like unbelievably gory, oh. but like it's really emotional. Within the first episode, I've been watching like you know you watch something you think that that really works for me. You go on YouTube. I always sort of watch some reaction videos because I want to see other people reacting to the same moments. I've been doing that tons just to see if like if I'm where like, where have you watched this? Sorry, Luke. Go on all four the channel four streaming thing. There were all, oh, okay. all, all the adults' oh, films still on there. Oh, amazing. Uh, so it's called Primal. And it's um, I binged it so quick, I just couldn't start watching it. Um, it's Just watch the first episode, and you'll know exactly what I mean. 
Like it's doesn't take any prisoners. Like there's one bit I was like, geez, I think that might be too much for me. And it you uh-huh. just I don't know, it's really good. It's, so it starts off kind of simple. Um it's just like a guy who goes through these things, he has to bond with this is a T-Rex. So it's a caveman and a T-Rex. And it starts off very natural and like uh the things that they're having to overcome are quite simple, small things like trying to eat or survive or get away from some other dinosaurs. But then it gets more and more um Conan-esque in terms of the world. And like it becomes more fa- more like um what's the, the painter's name? Uh what's uh, the guy who painted oh, all the Conan? Um Frank. Frank, Frank Frazetta. Uh, yeah. Is that right? Yeah. So it yeah. becomes more and more the the world becomes more and more like a Frazetta sort of painting. Mm. And it's just so good. It's like it's the the fluidity of the animation. Yeah. Um there's a behind-the-scenes video on YouTube. You've seen that? Yeah, I'd say watch the season first before you watch it. That's the spoil some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff. Uh, but I'd say just watch the first episode. There's one of the episodes, um, episode eight. I'll spoil this just because, just to give you an idea of how crazy it gets. There's like a zombie. There's like a zombie dinosaur. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so it's so Into well it. done. It's it. You know what it reminds Into me of? It. It, reminds yeah, me of it. it reminds me of Mad Max in a sort of visceral. Like non-stop action, Mad Max Fury Road. Sorry, yeah, like yeah. non-stop action, really rhythmic sort of. Uh, so how uh, many series are there, sir? Just one. I think it's ten episodes, and I think they're going to try and do a season two. I don't know if it was as well received as this guy's previous stuff, the Dexter's Lab, mm. Hotel Transylvania, Samurai Jack. <laughs> but I've, I've got a feeling this would be a bit of a cult thing because when I whenever I brought it up, other people who have seen it have said similar things. So, yeah, it's yeah, it's really I'm good. Gonna, I'm gonna watch some tonight, man, because just from looking at the art style and that, it looks. I mean, I'm pretty excited. I've been watching yeah, some dinosaur stuff. I've been watching walk. I've been watching Walking with Dinosaurs, the BBC show. This is the same. <laughs> this week, <It's> <laughs> this, this is exactly very similar. And I'm, I watched all the Jurassic Park films as well. So I'm on this a dinosaur hype. Well, recently, yeah, man. You've been on my uh, my daughter's been off. My daughter's been off sick from school for a couple of days, so we were oh, just yeah. like, let's just watch all the Jurassic Park movies and uh, proper comfort, comfort day. Love it. Cool. What about you, Matt? You seen anything? So, uh, yeah. So I got uh, one absolute piece of shit that <laughs> that deserves to be recommended anyway, and um, and one that like was just was just pretty good. Um, so the absolute piece of shit. Have you ever seen a Denzel Washington film called Fallen? No. Oh wait, is it the? Oh no, I don't think I was going to say is it the one where he's a pilot, but it's not that one, is it? No, 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 no. no. It's far sillier. Ah, oh, yeah, I've definitely seen this. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> John Goodman, John Goodman as well. It's it's got the best cast in it. It's got like they must have just rinsed their budget on like because it's Denzel, Donald oh, Sutherland, man. and John Goodman, and it's just like and then they just put oh and James Gandolfini is supposed to be like this good guy cop, just like this normal guy cop, mm. and in the first scene that he's with Denzel, he's basically like asking him if he takes bribes and he's asking him do you take bribes and if you don't take bribes do you judge other co- uh, other cops who 
do take bribes. And it's the most, and he's just, <laughs> they're just having this chat as cops. And James Gandolfini's face, he's full on Tony Soprano. Basically, like, his body language is if you don't take bribes and you think I'm a shithead, I'm going to smash your fucking face through this table. And it's just supposed to be this conversation. That it's just, <laughs> and this is just, like, I'm just saying this because the film is about <laughs> a serial killer. Denzel put him away um, and he gets killed on the electric chair. And, well, it turns out that there's like this demon inside him and it can't get to Denzel, but it can get into everyone else's body around Denzel. And it's it's ludicrous. It's absolutely awful. But I kept watching. I was like, like I said, I normally have like a 10 minute limit. If I'm really not into something, I will switch it off. Yeah. Um, But it was, it just had this, it just pulled me in and it was like, it's awful, but it's, and Denzel, you know, oh, that's, that's where the meme came from. The way he like holds him. He's like, oh, everything's fine. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, um, that's yeah, it wasn't good, but it was just. <laughs> I've definitely seen it like late it. night on a Channel Four or something. I oh, think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. where it belongs. Yeah. <laughs> Film four. <laughs> Film four at one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> um, and the second film, which is actually worth talking about, because I've never, because um, I've been talking to Luke recently about all of the Italian horror movies that I've missed, mm. uh, which is all of them. And um, I watched <laughs> Opera the other day by is Argento, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've not seen yeah. it, but yeah, yeah. it's it, it's yeah. so it's typical Jalo sort of structure, like very slashery, you know, um, very slashery sort of structure. But there's this one really unique image in it, and basically this guy keeps coming in like there's um sorry there's like a there's like an opera singer who is being targeted basically this guy keeps bursting into her place and tying her up and putting like these needles underneath her eyeball so she can't like so they go up to here and if she closes Mm. her eyes her eyes will get ripped to shreds and she and basically she's being forced to watch like these brutal murders and that image of the needles in the eye is really good. It's just like a really strong image and it basically sustains the whole movie until the end when it becomes like typical batshit and it's amazing. Um, so I don't really want to spoil it, but like, there is a good, like the way they figure out the killer is one of the most unique ways I've seen like someone find out who the killer is. So I thought it was really well done. Um so I've not seen that much Argento, but the the reveal of the killer is always quite fun. Like yeah. the um, phenomena, yeah. the one with Jennifer Connelly, is has got a an insane reveal section at the end. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, that's kind of his thing, actually. Now I think about it, but yeah, I I enjoyed that. I'd um I'd recommend that one, but stay away from Fallen. Yeah. If you if you like if you want to watch Anything that movie, watch Man on Fire. Yeah. Again, okay. <laughs> else, Luke? You seen anything else? Uh, no, that's the main push and the only other thing, the only, other, the only other thing I'll probably mention is I watched 
the uh, Exorcist documentary on Shudder. Oh, okay. uh, Leap of Faith, William William Freakin on on the on the Exorcist, and yeah, it's been anal- it's a film that's been analysed and poured over you know for decades. But to hear the director kind of give his perspective on a lot of the iconography and metaphors in the film, and there's loads of like really good production anecdotes as well. And he talks about his relationship with uh, William Peter Blatty as as well, and the hmm. fact that, that he just seems like a really sort of nice guy. Shoots shoots from the hip. Uh, he's not afraid guy. to. Everything I've seen him yeah, with is, is he's a fun fun guy to interview. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there's loads of interesting stuff, stuff I didn't really know about the film, and I kind of thought like I knew most about it. But yeah, uh, a really insightful and fascinating documentary. So definitely worth checking out. Yeah, cool. sounds sounds worth it. Uh, so definitely, Matthew BC. Before we start talking about the the film of the day that we're going to be discussing, <laughs> you uh, have made a film. Yeah, over a period of days yeah uh, yeah and did you want to maybe talk about isn't it even the fucking half of it mate <laughs> more more than more than a few days no yeah well not that many though um more than but not that many a few days <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so like, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want to know? <laughs> what do you want from me? I just want a few more days. <laughs> a few more days. Uh, I guess just like tell us everything from the conception of it through to the birthing of it. Well, um, like I alluded to, it really wasn't that many days. Um, so from I, I had a relationship with the producer who I've uh, written a couple of films for him. Um, and he hit me up with this other project and it was called Snake Bite. And it was basically about a woman who gets bitten by a snake and turns into a snake. And, um, and for what, like, I had just been suspended from work and I didn't know what was going to happen next. Um, mm. So I was like, yeah, fuck it. I'll do it. But, if I can direct only if I can direct it basically and um and he was like yeah sure and I was like very surprised <laughs> um, but it happened then like and and basically he asked me at the beginning of July and we did it in August mm. so um and it was very quick very very quick um from writing it to getting it made was probably about five and a half weeks and then um, we had like three weeks in between and then did some reshoot dates and that was pretty much it. And the production was only like nine days. So, um, yeah, very quick, very... Um... And it's, it's not called Snakebite anymore, is it? It's called... Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was called Snakebite. But um, the production process, the development process, um, we found a new we found a new way into the story and a new way into the character and kind of, we figured out what we wanted her to become and what, what that would mean. Um, and it became Medusa queen of the serpents. Cool. I mean, um... each in each individual part of the process has like its own story. So I, I, like, that's why I'm a bit lost in saying, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Cause it was such like an intense period of time. 
that like just a hundred things kind of happened in one go and so um but yeah i mean i loved it i love making it i'm really proud of it now like um like after that really intense ex- experience so it's just yeah i'm like really happy with where it is at the moment <laughs> uh so it mean it's i've seen it it's it's, it's premiered at a, a festival uh, like an online festival what can other people watch it yet is it online anywhere no it's not available at the moment um it'll be released uh sometimes spring to summer next year but we're not i'm not i'm not 100 percent sure about that uh, okay cool well where did that all fit in year? with where did that all fit in matt with the uh with the making of connective tissue as well where did it fit in um so I actually finished shooting connective tissue in 2018, like in October. Oh wow! Okay, and that was, I didn't know that. that. Was just a long product, like post-production process, where like, long story short, I ran out of money, um, <laughs> and I had to uh, find a color grader to do it for free. And if you know anything about grading, it's not the most glamorous job, and I can completely understand why I couldn't find someone really to do it successfully um and then i learned and basically i learned how to do it myself um and oh, like no. at the end of it but like if i'd known that that was going to be the way i would go I'd go about doing it it probably would have been done a year before mm-hmm. so that was just learning the hard way um but yeah we were done uh we finished in june properly um so like 20 months after we shot it <laughs> and then um and then we got it to dust like immediately afterwards um but then they gave us a release date of october the 28th so it took a long time um for it to come out from there as well cool and that's available to watch now so you don't have to wait around for that one yeah so just go on youtube search connected tissue dust and it should should pop up i think yeah yeah but but having absolutely nothing to kind of show for um my skills to having a short and a feature kind of finished within i don't know yeah man like a few months of each other really it was fucking crazy just like yeah like i'm i'm so i'm so glad to be over the hump to be honest because it was a long time of just not it it was I was waiting around for like the first year and then because mm. um, I kept thinking that I needed connective tissue to move forward. Um, mm. But at the beginning of like uh, the beginning of this year, like in the last year, I just decided that I've got to keep pushing forward. And and um, yeah, I believe that because I had one project that was meant to go in April um, and then obviously COVID happened. But I feel like because I had started moving in that direction. And because I started to figure out how to produce myself and just give myself those skills and just the chance to actually get something made, I feel like um, when the opportunity did come, I was ready to smash it. So, mm. um, And you've got a couple of other things in the pipeline as well. That's right, isn't it? Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile. Whether it's for yourself or a loved one, Blue Nile's unrivaled selection of expertly crafted fine jewelry and statement pieces help make all your moments sparkle. 
Blue Nile's experts are on hand to guide you, and their diamond guarantee ensures you get the highest quality at the best price. Celebrate a life well lived in the most radiant way and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash boast. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Um, yeah, like, <laughs> so um, I'm actually working on a short, um, uh, a thriller. Like, I, I, I don't want to go into details too much at the moment because I'm shit actually pitching things. So, um, uh, <laughs> but uh, I'm, yeah, I've got that going, and I've also got a um, a feature film that's shooting in uh, January. Uh, I'm not directing that one, but I I wrote it. It's um, it's the shark like, one. Yeah, it's not like okay. saw with sharks. To put <laughs> oh, dude! <laughs> oh, dude! <laughs> say no more, please. Don't say. Yeah, more. yeah. No, I'm I'm like. <laughs> I'm really happy at how trashy amazing that's going to be. So I'm uh, really looking forward to that one. And, um, and my the... DP on Medusa is actually directing it, and he's re- he's got a really good eye. So I think it's going to come out really well. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. What's the name of the the shark? It's like you've got. Oh, what's the name of the shark? Well, yeah. the... <laughs> the well, no, like, the shark doesn't have a yeah. name, but oh. like the ser- the, 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 the guy he's doing it's called Sharkhead. So. Shark head, okay. Yeah. Shark head, you gotta give like... the shark head. Shark head. Shark head. Give the shark a name, man. You gotta give the shark a name. Fucking cartoon, cartoon head from Ideal. Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, That's basically my idea of what this guy's going to look like, but with like a big plastic shark head. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. I told you I can't pitch things. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. just, uh, yeah, that sounds good. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, awesome. that, that will, that will, that, like, um, it was challenging to write that one, but um, kind of once I figured out what it should feel like, I think it was all right. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm looking forward to. Yeah, there, yeah, there, there are other ones as well. Like, I am trying to get like um. I want to make a bunch of films next year, mm. but um, everything in this industry is wait and see. So um, we we must be amazing. I just said it must feel amazing to like have got a feature out there. I mean, I I watched it only last night, and I think I think it's great. I think it's got some really good body horror moments, and uh, the fact it was done in like five days. 
Well, that was is that how long you said the shoot was, pretty much. Well, I'm not. I'm not going to say no more about that because, like, I know that you saw the <laughs> intro, and yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, it, 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 whatever answer is given, that's the answer. <laughs> you sound like yeah. a politician. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever answer I give is the answer. So you know, <laughs> take from that what you will. Yeah. Well, um, there, man. But no, cheers, cheers, guys. I. Uh, I'm just I'm just grateful that it's out there to be honest. Like I um like I was glad obviously yeah I'm I'm glad that I got the short made. But I'm not really like I know I said I'm making another short, but I'm not really a short film writer. Like I really struggle with short films to be oh, honest. Okay, yeah. Cause the I need that time to like really invest in the character and figure out kind of what the problems are and um mm. and use that space like i love like we're going to talk about cronenberg so it's worth kind of just name dropping now but like i think the fly is structurally the best film ever made like ever made ever all... made, yeah well, i think that structurally yeah. like if you're looking at a script to say like how a narrative can explore like truly explore whatever it is a character's going through i think mm. the fly is it like and i and i love body horror for that reason because it's so pure the transform the transformation is like whilst a lot of characters go through an internal transformation like he's you know body horror allows you to go through a physical one so you have those without sounding too sort of um basic with it like you do have those beats to follow with body horror and you kind of know which path you're going down and as a and as an audience member like for well for me specifically i just feel that if you know that this stage of the game is this version at this like level of intense then the end's going to be fucking great and that's what i love about cronenberg because he tells you up front i'm going to be batshit right now i'm number 10 batshit right now at the beginning of the fucking film and we're gonna we're gonna take it up all the way up to fucking whatever number <laughs> i don't know why i said it like that it's stupid but um <laughs> well, i'm gonna take we're gonna take it up to t9 that's as well, far as I we're going 11 but that's only taking it up one notch and it's <laughs> yeah <laughs> well i mean but then if- 11 shouldn't gonna... even be a notch. All so... right, it starts at 7, okay? It starts at 7 and it gets to fucking 11, okay? How's that? So, I but mean, the reason, the reason we're talking about Cronenberg is because, if you didn't know, today's episode is about the brood. Uh, so maybe, Ben, have you got some information yes. about the brood? Yes, in- yes indeed. I'm so brood. the brood is a 1979... Canadian psychological body horror film written and directed by David Cronenberg and starring Oliver Reed, Samantha Egger and Art Hindle. The plot follows a man and his mentally ill ex-wife who has been uh, sequestered. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's the point. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, all right, yeah. <laughs> by a psycho- psychologist known for his controversial therapy techniques, a series of brutal unsolved murders serve as the backdrop for the central narrative. Uh, so yeah, it's worth. I mean, okay, I'll, I'll do the scores quickly because I think there's a big thing about this film, a big important point that is very much worth discussing. Um, but the scores I got IMDb uh, have it at 
6.9. That can't be right. That seems a bit low. Rotten Tomatoes critic score is 83. Nice. Is it? Is it a bit low? Really? Mm, well, 6.9. 6. So uh, critics on Rotten Tomatoes have 83. Audience score is 68. Letterbox has it at 3.6. That's so pretty average. But I mean, a couple of choice reviews. Um, Entered the Void, who I actually follow. He's he's a good one of the good reviewers. He says, for lack of a better way to phrase this, I will just come out and say it. The Brood is one of the most effective horror films I've ever seen, if not the most effective. Five stars. That's um, a bit of hyperbolic. And then someone else here says, E-K-F-G-G-R-D put, dumb shit, ugly baby, stupid ass story. One star. So... (laughs) (laughs) Ugly baby. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. So I mean, it's. I think it's. Um, yeah, it's a divisive film, I guess. So the important point: David Cronenberg wrote this film following the tumultuous divorce and, and child custody battle waged with his ex-wife. He said that the character, oh. Samantha's character, Noah, possessed some of the characteristics of his ex-wife. He made this film as a sort of. Uh, Oh wait, yeah. then, then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Well, split up with me, will you? Well, you've got an external womb. So how do you like that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, just jumping straight into it, are we? Well, I mean, okay. <laughs> uh, you you mentioned the fly. I, I don't think I wouldn't say the fly is my personal best film of all time, but it's definitely my favorite Cronenberg film. I think oh it's no, the it's only... not. It's not like my favorite film. It's just like yeah. in terms of the structure like i think that you can't really get much i think that um just the way that it's laid out it's a perfect like rise and fall like it's a perfect version of that story Mm. Mm. it's it's definitely my favorite cronenberg film it's like i always feel like cronenberg films can be quite cold quite sterile whereas the flies actually got some like levity to it Mm. this this is a good example of one of his his most his coldest ones do you think so? I mean, it's not funny. I mean, you you said you laughed. Do you, you, you know what? So? Yeah. I think it's fucking hilarious. Like, I think it's absolutely hilarious. Like, right <laughs> from the beginning, where he's like, "Daddy, daddy," to that guy. He looks oh like, yeah, um, yeah. Okay, I can see. Uncle, just yeah. like <laughs> stroking his beard, just like yes, <laughs> yes, Mike. Oh, I like, can. Oh, and then he calls I him couldn't quite work out what was hilarious. What are you talking about? I thought it was a play. I thought that first part yeah, yeah. was like a play. Oh, I thought it was, I was a like... play too. I, yeah, yeah. I, um, took me a minute. Took me a minute. <laughs> you know the whole um, psychoplasmosis thing? I've seen this this before, so um, I kind of knew what was going on. Did you understand what it was for the majority no, of the film? No idea. It doesn't explain I didn't, what the hell it... I didn't it, get uh... it until the last third, if I'm yeah. being honest. I just thought it was like... I just thought he was fucking her, to be honest. I thought he like... Grabbed her, like, I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna like treat you and then just like plow her and then, but like in the in the and then, in that and then first, the third uh... last the, the ending happened and it was like, oh, okay, but in, in the um, <laughs> the play bit at the start, like he's he's giving this guy like a like a therapy session or whatever mm. that you call that, mm. and like you see the the little lumps appear on his back and head. Like mm. halfway through the thing, I don't think that's ever explained particularly well for like the first. Yeah, half it's of the, the kids, film. isn't it? Well, at the end, you can kind of figure it out. 
Yeah, but I mean that the this Oliver Reed's thing that he's selling is that he like externalizes people's grief or whatever, and they come out as like physical deformities or. Oh yeah, no, I didn't get that at all. Yeah, I don't know. It seemed, it seemed like he's sort of burying it a little bit too much. But yeah, I'm a bit confused. Do you know that's really hard though? That's like being subtle is like you want to be subtle, but like the balance of how much information you give away is like one of the hardest things I think when you're writing. Mm. Yeah, I'm I'm writing one at the moment, and it's all about how information is hiding, hidden, hidden. <laughs> it's hiding on its own accord. Yeah. Uh, so who we got in here? We've got Oliver Reed, uh, who plays Dr. Hal Raglan. Um, he's great. He's he is really great. good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's good. yeah. And I liked um, I liked the lead, I liked the protagonist. I thought he was. Um, is there anybody else? Which is kind of what you need to be. Sweating desperate. A couple of things I noticed about the protagonist. Um, number one, he looks he looks like Peter Dinklage. That's I was getting yeah. Peter Dinklage vibes. He's got the same all head all over. He's got yeah. the same head as Peter Dinklage. Um, yeah. Also, I noticed he had a shit coat on, and I thought Oliver Reed had a lovely <laughs> coat. And I feel like the coat the coat budget they literally just went. Oliver Reed's got a lovely sheepskin. Art Hindle's no, got this horrible. Coat, he? Yeah. <laughs> and Art Hindle, they've just given him this red red bear. Reed. I'm sorry, exactly. mate. You're gonna have to bring your own clothes in. Yeah, sorry. We've only got forty-five pence left for the coat budget. So either your own <laughs> coat, or we're going to a charity shop. Peace. Charity shop it is. Uh... Um, I, I thought, you know, because I've I've not seen his first two horror films. Well, Sliver and uh, Rabbit. Um, Rabbit. It's called. Um, is it? It's not a Slither. No, it was called Shivers. Um, Shivers. Shivers yeah. That's the one. You yeah. completely like farted on my brain. Then, like, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Because <laughs> uh, um, I haven't seen those two, but it did feel a lot like Videodrome and Scanners. Because I really love the story of Scanners because they only. Again, he wrote it in like 14 days or something. Mm. I don't know. I can't remember exactly how many days, but he wrote it really quickly. And if you watch Scanners, then you'll realize that that's completely obvious because um, it's all over the place. Like if Fly is one of the best like structural uh, films, then Scanners is probably one of the worst. And um and it, but it still has that same tone, that early Cronenberg tone, I think. I, I do get what you mean by that coldness, mm. but it's more like the, ster- the sterility is more obvious in like something like Dead Ringers, I think. Like I've not Dead seen Ringers that, is very sterile, I think. Mm. But um, that's one of my favorite of his films. I, I, to be honest, I appreciate pretty much all of his catalogue for like different reasons. Um, even something like Cosmopolis, which is, again is completely fucking batshit, um, I actually really enjoyed um, more in an intellectual way than like an actual enjoyment way. But um, he always makes me. That. That's the... Have you not seen it? No, that's it too... might even, uh, it might even seem better now because Robert Patterson isn't just coming off Twilight. So yeah, hmm. 
Jesus, eight years old now, Phil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, what about history of violence and Eastern Promises? So obviously, his foray into yeah. Yeah, um, what crime dramas. No, he's he's been like for me, like I feel like his whenever he changes into something else is actually pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. I wasn't that bothered about Map of the Stars though. I did start watching that and I didn't really like it. Um, Not seen that. That's his most like recent one, I think. Yeah. But the Brood. <laughs> mm. <laughs> <Which is> probably, <laughs> like. <laughs> actually focus on the brood um so what did you guys actually think of it then uh well i mean i uh i enjoyed it much more this time round than the okay. first what time i watched it the first time i watched it I, I i don't know what i was expecting um this time i guess because i knew the ending like the fun kind of bombastic ending was coming um i just kind of appreciated it more this time around um yeah it's not my favorite Cronenberg film, by no. far. But it, but I but I do, I do quite admire a few things about it. Yeah, I think there's lots. I think there's quite a lot to admire. It's I think it is kind of it is a bit funny, probably unintentionally. <laughs> but I think that adds I think that adds to the enjoyment of it in total. Um, some some sequences I don't know the Oliver Reed Samantha Egger stuff. I was kind of a bit not fully invested in that. Yeah, I just liked, but there's a certain scene. Um, I love the scene at the school. That was <laughs> that was awesome. Um, I just kept thinking of about those poor kids. Obviously, we're getting to that. Oh and, yeah, uh, the fact that they're going to be scarred for life. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, but apart from that, like I think it's I think it's pretty enjoyable. That's that it. final that fine that final act could perhaps I know obviously it's really good and it's and it's really impactful. But I think maybe if that there was a bit more of that littered throughout the film. It'd be more enjoyable, but I would have. I, there's only so much you can get away with with seeing a random like pack of kids murder someone and then just disappear for a minute, like yeah, and, kids and in little snowsuits as well. Sorry. Yeah, the little uh, kid, cute little snowsuits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I thought the design just reminded me too much of Don't Look Now of the yeah yeah of, like the. Exactly. And I was really confused. I thought it was old professor. I think it was just the red as well. Obviously, was really. I guess it was that. It was the weird, uncanny valleyness of the kids and the the red that was really effective. And the fact that a lot of the time you did sort of see them out of shot or just from behind, and it was like. I want to get a good look at these little weirdos, and uh... and I know it must have been there can't have been that many. Uh, it must be difficult to cast a lot of them, but I would have liked to have seen more uh, with a lot of them. You know what I mean? Like especially at the end, like a whole army of little <laughs> creepy kids yeah. attacking Oliver Reed, um, pecking well, him. That was the best moment when he's like walking through the like through the floor, and they're all turning around one by one. And it's just like, don't look back. <laughs> and they're all sort of yeah. jumping down from their um, oh, bunk beds as well. Yeah. So, so obviously the the main story, the framing device, is the fact that there's um, a it is a divorce, isn't it, between Frank and Nola Carveth, and she's in in this institute where she's being treated um, 
for a mental illness. It's not really an institute, was it? Like a retreat? What would you call it? Um, Cabin. I think the nature of his work can be highly contested as being anything to do with therapy, to be honest. Yeah. I just want to know how, like, they got involved with it. Sorry. What? So what was actually going on? Like, why were there kids there? Like, because I knew, because I was just trying to figure out <laughs> why. I'm I'm still stunned. If I'm being honest, well, it was very. Um, it, it did come out. You got to suspend like, your how, disbelief. I think. Like I was thinking, like how long was the incubation time then? Like how many kids? How long was she there for? She's like, popping them out, man. Months, she was popping it? them out. Nah. The external sack. Little, like, little kid. Have extra nutrients in or something. Let me just water it. Pop some plant <laughs> yeah, food just, on it. Just shove a hot dog in there. <laughs> I reckon she could. Uh, I reckon she could pop a couple out at the same time. I don't reckon. I can't imagine just one popping out each time. Yeah. Three at a time. She's like it's like bunnies where it's just like. I was. Did you know that? <laughs> I'm gonna start segueing in a minute. I should probably focus. Um, yeah, no, it's okay. I was just I was watching some bunny birthing videos and I couldn't figure out like if it was faked or not. Recommended on YouTube. I swear, yeah, I swear. It looks like the bunnies are born in eggs. Like uh, little just... eggs, L- little reptile bunnies. I like them. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, no, it sounds like I'm making it up, but uh, like, watch a video later. Yeah, of bunnies okay. giving birth, okay. like, it's fucked. It's weird, man. It's not what I was expecting at all. Yeah, it's like you come out. <laughs> what like... you expect? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess anyway, we'll have it. Yeah, pretty... so... Blitz through the plot a little, a little bit. Um, so we've got Oliver Reed's character who has this thing called psychoplasmics, where he he talks people through their grief or or some whatever internal struggle they've got, and they they externalize and it becomes like physical manifestation of the body. So like um, growths on their bodies, usually like these people get like little marks on the on the face and that kind of thing. Um, and at the same time, we've got um, he's got the wife and the dad, Art Hingle, is looking after uh, the daughter. Um, I can't remember why or how. I think uh, they're going through like a, a custody battle, aren't they? So for a five-year-old daughter, Candice, who they all call Candy, mm. um, and he discovers like bruises and scratches on her after she's yeah, been to fun. see Nola. Yeah. So he goes and tells um, Dr. Raglan uh, Oliver Reed, that he intends to stop visitation rights because obviously something dodgy's going on. Um, but for some reason, Raglan takes that as the opportunity to intensify the sessions to kind of like resolve the issue quickly, quicker. Sorry, I don't really understand move. why. What, what a dick, dick move! So, and then there's obviously. <laughs> so, based on what you're just saying there. Is it entirely plausible to suggest that the bumps and bruises that were on Candice were being caused by whatever Dr. Oliver Reed is up to? Well, the, I, I think it might be the uh, the other kids. Oh, it's the little kids. I think so. I'm not yeah. too sure. So this is where I get confused, right? 
I mean, is... this, I think it's pretty easy to get confused by this film. I was confused yeah, several times. Yeah. <laughs> I give the first like two thirds like two out of five, and then the ending gets five out of five for me. But um, yeah. I just, yeah, I'm just my, yeah, I don't understand now. So the bumps and bruises coming from the kids or from what he's actually doing? I don't think Oliver Reed is doing anything to the to the candy. I think it's no, either no, the it's mum to, um, or the, the, or the, the I think it might be the mum. Michelle. Is Michelle like what, what happened to Michelle then? Which one's Michelle? Sorry, I'm called like I'm calling Mike Michelle because of like <laughs> that that guy at the beginning looks like Art Garfunkel. Oh okay. Yeah. Oh that so dude, yeah, got, yeah, like, yeah. Like he takes his top off and he's got bumps all over him. So is that is this psychoplasmics thing an actual thing that's happening? Or is it just those fucking nasty looking kids like going around beating up all of these residents? No, it's actually happening because we see it in real time. At the very, very start, Art Garfunkel's got a clean face. I I, I wasn't like in the best state when I was watching it and it all kind of blended into like, I don't know, it was like like a fever dream anyway. And there's also, uh, (laughs) there's the other guy who it's, it's giving him cancer. Like he's developed mm. like his cancerous growth. Oh, with the neck, yeah, that. Yeah, guy's yeah. Cool. He's um, he's in Naked Lunch as well. I think that guy. Mm. That's another one I've not seen. Can- cancer neck but, guy. Uh, there's obviously um something to do with Nola being physically and verbally abused by her alcoholic mother and then neglected by her dad. Of yeah. Who's also an alcoholic. So. Obviously, this leads on to, with the psychoplasmics um, therapy, it leads on to her projecting her rage onto these little kiddiewinks, and they end up doing her bidding for her by murdering people that obviously have done her wrong in her life, starting with mum and dad. Yeah. Um, the... Thanks, mum, for raising okay. me. He kills the mum. Nasty little kids to kill you. The, the death scene is pretty good. I think the bludgeons are uh, repeatedly with like a, I can't, it's like a meat tenderizer or something, something like that. Um, but then it what initially ha- happens though is she, she's she's looking after Candice and she hears some like a ruckus in the kitchen, like a plate smashing. Well, it's like, like mm, that's they, strange. They, they, they blow, I'll walk they blow through a door and they like yeah. explode a bottle of milk and orange juice. Yeah, and it's all. And she's like, oh, I must have left the washing on or something. Like it's yeah. like someone wrecking the kitchen. No. And then she walks in and the kitchen's wrecked, but she still doesn't seem that concerned. She still is a bit like, oh, this yeah. is unfortunate. What's going on in here? We'd <laughs> <laughs> be terrified. Uh, and I think we, get, we don't quite get to see uh, the creature at this point, but I think we understand that it, it looks a little bit like candy. From behind, it wears a similar jacket. Uh, it's got <laughs> I, I, I just assumed it was the Don't Look Now woman. If it's, I'm being honest. it's one of the three. See the candy... Beak yeah. kid, Peter Dinklage. Uh, we do kind of, we do, we do kind of hear the kid as well. There's, it makes some weird little noises, doesn't it? Like, Ree! yeah. And uh, few of few of little squeaks and squeals, little weirdo. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so the mum gets, well, obviously it's Candy's grandmother gets bludgeoned to death with a meat tenderizer. Then Candy comes out to investigate, and she doesn't seem that bothered, to be fair, does she? And then we do see. The little brood dude um, up on the step, up on the stairs, and again before he goes out of shot. Do you know who I feel bad for the most? That that poor ex stepdad. 
he's been out of this, these people's lives for 12 years, and that fucking crazy bitch, like, still has it in for him, so she's, like, set these fucking demented bastards after him. He's, like, he's been living his own life for, like, 12 years. He's, like, living in yeah. a different place. He's forgotten all about this mess, and... I think that guy. Yeah, man. That's receipts. <laughs> um, yeah, the next what? one gets gets what killed is the dad. I think he beat her. Oh, he did. No, he, he was abusive, his wasn't he? With her was that he never stopped the mum beating. Yeah, he never stopped. Oh, the yeah. Okay. So he, he didn't even do that. He didn't really do that much. He just he was passive. Yeah. And. Twelve years later, you know, just it just seems a bit excessive. Like he, the way he still gets like brooded. He He's still on the list. What does um? Yeah. The I thing think that was more like. I think the teacher actually, she did nothing. Yeah, poor well, teacher. Well, yeah. I I think he killed the she killed the teacher because of her hairstyle. I think that was it. She's got like <laughs> these weird long bits there. It's kind of a mullet, also kind of a bowl cut. I think commit to one or the other. You deserve to die for that, and in front of your class. She gets killed those little... by those like little Lego toy hammer things. <laughs> yeah. Could you kill it's someone literally... with It's like a no. Duplo, Duplo hammer. Get the world's I... strongest man. You get Hulk Hogan I... to try and smash your head over that, and you'd be like, can't feel it. <laughs> the, the scene where whoever gets stabbed, I think it is with the hammer, actually. Whenever you see the hand come in... <laughs> <laughs> like whenever you see the hand and it's like like stabbing or hitting the person that's doing it to you, it just looks like the softest blows. Oh yeah. yes, it is the mallet. It just looks like this soft little delicate wrist is like tapping someone with a fucking inflatable mallet. And it's so good. It's just so awful that it's so good. I love yeah. a I love a good cheap film. Like <laughs> I think they should have um they spent all the money on the on the womb, I think. They yeah. spent all the money on that. They couldn't afford like weighted mallets. Wombs expensive, man. <laughs> so, well, uh... <laughs> well, after he kills, the, after the one of them kills the dad, it dies of natural causes, and they get it on the autopsy table, and they're like, "This isn't a kid. This isn't. Oh, it's, like, it it's not yeah, even Peter Dinklage. Doesn't have any. Doesn't have any... <laughs> and how?" Casual is it when they're like, apart from not having any genitals, it's like, what yeah. do you mean? Yeah. That's not an. That's not. That's not a clause. The guy, that's a whole the guy doing the. <laughs> the guy doing the autopsy. It feels like he's kind of enjoying it in a way. He's like, well, it's got no genitals. And can you guess what else it hasn't got? No. Yeah. Look, I'll, I'll, look. I'll answer it for you. And he's like, it hasn't he's got like, a belly button. <laughs> It's like, here's a fucking gold star for you. Well done, my friend. It's got like a camel sack as well. That's how it lives. It's got like a finite supply of life juice in the sack on its back. We never get to see the sack. We just have to imagine it. But um, It's too expensive. You can't be like giving all these kids sacks. <laughs> are they kids? I guess they must be kids acting. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. Uh, it's probably the same girl that they just put this mask on and duplicate her in post. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we, so, can't, we can only afford one kid. They've also got beaks. That's right. So he says, um, "They haven't got any teeth, but 
they nip you with this beak that that's going to be pretty oh, yeah. gnarly yeah um so that it's a it's a really weird I little creature design. i feel like there's a whole i feel like you're taking the piss <laughs> <laughs> yeah are you they've also got six armpits and four butt cheeks <laughs> We got two fucking life sacks hanging out of their ass. <laughs> yeah, if you squeeze a life sack, it makes like a cat, like a clown oh. nose honk. <laughs> I imagine it just feels like a, a rotten waterbed, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I think it feels like yeah. uh, an easy peeler satsuma. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so what happens next? What happens after this? Yeah, what, what does happen next? Um, well, um, so uh, Raglan, it doesn't want Art Garfunkel or any of the other people because they're just getting little moles on their faces and stuff. Mm-hmm. Whereas the woman, he's he's made some serious breakthroughs with her. She's doing something crazy. This is where I could have done it with a little bit more exposition. Why is she so great? Like because she's manufacturing these fucking crazy kid things in her. Oliver room. Reed should have had a PowerPoint presentation about it i could have done with a powerpoint at this stage i think yeah i was like who's winning out of this are you getting anything from it oliver reed is she getting anything those more mouths to feed i know yeah yeah yeah, exactly like they're insane and their fucking shop goes up like (laughs) 50 quid it's like what's going on there it's like we've got extra mouths just just a quick scene like that to give us some Hint about what's going on. Well, um, so Art Garfunkel <laughs> goes to the, the guy with the neck issues. He goes to his house and he, he says that he's got uh, Nola looking after all them kids. Like, he doesn't know he doesn't know what's going on, but he does explain that there's like all these kids at the house. Um, and also around that time, they, stole, they steal Candy and take her to, um, to the cabin. So then we got Art, Art Hindle. He has to go yeah. and save her from, from <laughs> so his So they steal her from, from school, obviously, yeah. um, and then kill, kill the teacher. Um, the reason she dies is because Nola called up the house and she answered. Well, she, all she was doing was babysitting, really, while, um, what's his name, Peter Dinklage was off trying to <laughs> work out who was Peter dead. <laughs> is Peter Dinklage like the psychoplasmosis of Art Hindle? Did he sort of uh, make Peter Dinklage? There's so many weird co- crossovers of names here, like Art Garfunkel, Art Hindle, Peter oh, Dinklage, yeah. R- yeah, Hal Raglan. The... I just can't handle it. Yeah. <laughs> Peter Dinklage. No, that's just... <laughs> he doesn't look like... He looks like... Do you know the warrior with the fro? Like the white guy with the fro the tall lanky warrior from the warriors sorry oh yeah 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 Yeah, he He, looks like that guy yeah he definitely looks like Dinklage as well (laughs) but yeah from that point onwards basically it's uh, shit, shit show city and it becomes the most entertaining film like Quite bored if I had to. Trying to figure out what's the word, you know, it's just that 
he's just do I just thought it was a just doing a film. Um and then yeah, and then he gets to the cabin and it's like the best movie ever, really. Yeah. Uh so I'm really explains what's going on. He says he kind of comes around to the good side. He says, you, you need to go and appease Nola whilst I go and get candy. If Nola starts to freak out, then then the kids are going to sort of freak out and, and attack uh, candy. Um, so this is the big reveal. Uh, Frank goes in and she says, um, Frank, look, look at this. It? Say again. His name's Frank. Yeah, Art Hindle plays Frank. Yeah. Okay, not a couple. <laughs> no. Um, uh, she looks. She looks a bit like Sigourney Weaver at the end of Ghostbusters in this, with a nice, like free, free flowing like uh, nightgown. But she's yeah. got an external womb underneath, and she kind yeah, of goes, have, a, say, have a look. Before, get your eyes around this. Have a look at this. Yeah. Uh, so she's got one fresh to go. Just, just, just. Uh, all yeah, done. Just one I made earlier. <laughs> yeah, she. <laughs> Bites it out of her teeth uh, and licks it clean, like licks all the amniotic fluids and, and blood off of it and gunk. And he said, "Oh no, I disgust you." And he'd be like, "If I was him, he'd be like, yeah, <laughs> even normal pregnancies aren't that yeah, like pretty." It, it was absolutely disgusting. Yeah, I mean, it was perfect. Yeah. Don't get me wrong; it was exactly how you need to do that. I mean, it's basically how I open my packet of crisps, to be honest. But like, just yeah. attached to you. <laughs> And dripping green liquid. It's it was just so disgusting, but yeah, I loved it. I did yeah. like Yeah. So at the yeah, same so... time, um Oliver Reed's getting candy out. Uh stealing candy. You could say this is like stealing candy from a baby's is what he should have said. Those doing. Stealing candy from some babies. <laughs> uh so yeah, I just what, what... I just want to pause here a sec. So we were talking earlier about the potential incubation period. The other question I have is, like, all of these kids, they look the same height, they mm. feel like the same age. It Like, when the fetus falls out, it doesn't look... It's not the same height as all the others. It's so... How does it grow? How quickly does it grow? I want answers and I want them now. <laughs> like, what the I, fuck I, is going on? Yeah, yeah I imagine the... Uh, I wouldn't like if it was born like a foal, like it comes out running, like it starts running around. Oh, that's even more terrifying. <laughs> How creepy would that be? It's like finding its legs, finding its footing, and it starts to run around. And then it'd be, it would instantly have like her mindset, so it'll instantly attack you. See, if they did a remake of The Brood, they could really do it uh, just this. Yeah, have like yeah. a, a few different wombs opening at the same time, rupturing. I think I think you could do a re- I don't know about the brood, but you could do a really good remake of some of his early films, like Scanners and Videodrome, where like the concept's really good. Like even the brood, I would probably agree. Like the concept's really good, but he just doesn't. I, I feel like now I've kind of gone through it myself, like. I feel like he didn't have enough time and enough money. <laughs> I feel like that is the like the problem for every film basically that's done like indie style. Yeah, um, they w- wasted all that budget on uh, Oliver Reed's coat. It'd be I'd be interested <laughs> exactly. to see what, what you thought of um, what you think of uh, Shivers, Rabbit. Yeah, um, yeah, I haven't seen. Yeah, I'll, I want to check it out. Yeah. Mm. 
because that one I think was I think Shivers was his, was his first. I think he did something like an art film before all of these. Um, it's something to do with sound. He made like a sci-fi. Like I was looking at it the other day. He made like a sci-fi and he made another film. But yeah. I think they were both. From what I was reading, they were both like silent movies with commentary on top. I'm not really yeah. sure yeah. how that. I, I, I want to check them out now. I want to check all of his stuff out. And he made um, is it called Fast Company? He made like a car film. Like, Crash. <laughs> no, not Crash. No, no, no. It's called Fast Company. I haven't seen it, but it it came out between like he did Shivers. I think he did Shivers, and he might have done Fast Company as the second film. Actually, mm, I don't know. I don't know that one. Yeah. Um, okay. So anyway, so Oliver gets candy out, but the 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 babies start attacking Oliver, and they, they like swarm him, nip him to death. Um, and then uh, Candy's hiding, and they're, they're trying to kill Candy at that point. Because yeah, the the mum's like, "If I can't have her, then I'll yeah. kill her, or something on those lines." Mm. Which is the most stable thing she could probably <laughs> say, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, but so, how did he kill? So Frank, oh, he strangles her to death. Just, uh, yeah, yeah. He just strangles her. He just strangles her. Obviously, it was the only thing he can really, I mean, just put her out of her misery in it. And then all the Sorry. kids just drop dead, don't they? <laughs> Yeah, which is handy. Yeah, yeah, because they really did murder <laughs> yeah. fucking Oliver Reed, didn't they? Bless him. Yeah, fact him. Well, that coat's ruined as well, which I was fuming about. I was like, oh, that yeah, is never yeah. going to come out. Do you know what coat that is done? Like? It didn't look like it was blood seeping in from the outside. It looked like it just splashed blood, like in dots on the coat. Yeah. That's yeah. what I thought, yeah. Attention, attention to detail was, wasn't great in this film. <laughs> like, so really, Frank like, rescues that wound was Candy. So good, they didn't, they just couldn't afford anything else. Mm. Yeah, Sorry. so is, is, uh, Frank's, Frank's taking um, Candy's away. Um, it zooms into Candy's arm, and she's got a couple of the little nubbins. Um, mm. growing on, and so she's got the psychoplasmosis thing happening already. Um, yeah, and that's how it ends. So, I guess let's play a bit of the name game. Do you know what the name game is, Matt? No, okay. So, I'm going to describe some films, just like small uh concepts of films, and the name of the film will rhyme with the name of this film, The Brood. Okay. It's very, very, very complicated. It might take you a while to get it. It won't. It's super simple. Um, so, number one. This film is about a woman who uh, gives birth to all these streakers who are constantly running around with a tackle there. The nudes. The nudes. Exactly. I told you it's not It's not that difficult. Um, okay, this other film I watched uh, is pretty great. It's um, about a man who has a really cold neck. And his ex-wife subconsciously gives birth the to snood. these stretchy scarves. Yes, the snood. <laughs> That's quick. <laughs> okay. Number three. Uh, <laughs> this one's similar to the brood. Um, but all of the kids she gives birth to are teenagers. And they're like really mopey. and rude. Close. They're flicking everyone off. Being dead annoying and rowdy. You know, they've got that. The, they're carrying around that, you know. Mindset. The mood. Close, close. The moody. <laughs> like how? How much does it need to rhyme? <laughs> like, can you see? It? This, this is uh, 
This this is the full rhyme, not half rhyme. The oh, there dude? is the tude. The tude. There you go. The tude. Ah, uh, right. The what? Giving me that tude, like the attitude. Oh, I, I didn't say that, but I'll take it. <laughs> what did you say? Yeah, I said the tude. Right, close enough. Yeah. I mean, I just I, said I, yeah because I, I thought I yeah, know. just to move on. <laughs> okay, I'll take I'll just, it. I'll take don't worry about that one. This, this other film watch is really good. It was classic in the making. It's about a woman who gives birth to geographical coordinates. The altitude. Ah, the... the longitude. Close. The altitude, longitude. Is the longitude and latitude. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds fucking awful. The longitude and latitude. Yeah. The, yeah. First, the first two thirds are like two out of five, but then the end really kicks off. <laughs> um, <laughs> the last one okay this this is the best one so it's, yeah, actually, it really it's actually way better than uh, the brew this one it's about a man who keeps finding mini pizzas with small sandwiches and bowls of crisps and he keeps eating them but unbeknownst to him his wife is giving birth to the buffet <laughs> the food? close that's mostly there mini pizzas the small finger, sandwiches the finger food the finger food there you go <laughs> <laughs> I did spit then. That was that was ridiculous. <laughs> well then you got them all right. Lovely. Uh so now we <laughs> we normally uh, end on rating the movie uh at like eight to eight. <coughs> what was that? Uh, we normally end on like rating the movie. Uh so okay. between A to F. Um does anyone wanna wanna go first? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like after watching well, it, I was pretty much like, "Yeah, I've, I'm pretty sure I really like that." Um, but then after giving it a bit more thought and discussing it today, I realised that maybe I did only really like the end. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I might have been a bit of an influence there. Yeah, I think there's obviously some good bit, good parts in it, but I think the ending kind of blows everything else out out of water. So, yeah. I would probably only go for a B minus. I think with this one. And well, if it didn't have the last, I'll be a lot lower if I didn't have the last scene as well. So I've gone for a B minus as well. I, I think I like it more on, on this view and second viewing. Um, mm. I think knowing the sort of more the context David Cronenberg is sort of writing this about his ex-wife makes me kind of enjoy it a bit more. <laughs> um, yeah, B minus. Yeah. Go for that. What about you, Matt? So I think as a film. In general, I would give it an A, but only because like the ending is so powerful, and it's a Cronenberg film, so there's a level anyway. He's doing and he's doing different things, but as a Cronenberg film within his own filmography, I'll give it a C. Mm. Uh, okay. That's basically me just saying there are Julia Stiles films from like the early two thousands, and there's like. Freddie Prince Jr. was in one of them. So once you once you have that in the world, you can't give David Cronenberg anything less than an A. That's true. That's true. Um, so take the fly out. <laughs> take the fly out of the equation. What would you say is um, your favourite David Cronenberg film? Naked Lunch. Oh. What about you, Ben? I do like Videodrome, you know. Yeah, maybe for Harry to be fair. Yeah. The the last <laughs> the, the ending the ending sucks. 
like it's a really good film and a really good concept and then they just try and they they get stuck i think and they can't figure out how to end it properly mm. but um yeah what about you luke go on i'll go with the fly anyway moving on we're uh <laughs> didn't you say it apart from the fly? <laughs> um, um if you take a fly out of the equation the, the fly way, is the best for clarification, I would say Naked Lunch even if the fly was there. Okay. Uh, oh. I've not seen the Naked, the naked Lunch. <laughs> it's I've, very good. It's so I've good. read the first chapter of the book and was very confused. Yeah, the book's awful, but the the film takes the basic principle of the book, which yeah. is there's a guy who's completely fucked on smack and he's in like Morocco. No, Tangier's doing loads of drugs. And oh, it's what's his name, right, And he's uh, writing a book at the same time. Robocop, isn't it? Mm. It's, uh, I can't mm. remember his name. Yeah. Burroughs? The guy who plays Robocop. Yeah. Peter... Peter, Peter Weller. Weller. Peter Weller, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, Robocop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Robot. Robot-cop. Robot-cop. Um, okay, so... <laughs> we'll end there. Uh... Matt, have you got somewhere you want people to go? Links or anything? Um, yeah, go to um, YouTube, check out Connected Tissue on Dust. Um, I'm on Twitter at SentientBC, um, but I really do talk a load of nonsense. It's it's up to you, really, if you take that plunge. Cool. Um, thanks, and... thanks for having me on, by the way, guys. I do appreciate um, having a chat about uh, body horror and having a chat about Cronenberg. Like, um, I was originally thinking that Saw would be Saw or The Mist when I was first looking at your list of films because I'm, I'm a huge fan of both of those films. But I'm glad I actually yeah. got to watch something I hadn't seen before. And I, like, as I was watching it, I was wondering why I hadn't seen it because I, I do like Cronenberg so much. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad I got the opportunity. If you ever do any yeah, Jello ones, I want to be on that because. Jello is wild. Yeah. Like. Well, we've not we've not done much Jello on here, so maybe we should pick one to do sometime soon. Yeah, I'm trying to think. What well, after Suspiria? Where do you? I mean, I know that's not quite Jello, really. But where do you go? Deep Red or something like that? I don't know. Maybe. Um, yeah. I mean, I've, it, yeah. I've literally only seen uh, the Church and Opera. Mm. So so far, other than Suspiria, so. I'm pretty yeah. much game for anything at this point. I think all of those guys are fucking great. We so. should do a Fulci film. Um, we should mm. do the the Beyond. Have you seen the Beyond? I started yeah. watching it, but I fell asleep. Uh, but not this... because it wasn't good. But I'm just tired. <laughs> that's uh, that's an insane <laughs> film. Okay. Anyway, so thanks for listening, guys. If you enjoyed the episode, become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash Hawk and Cleaver. Thanks to Kovach Cameron for our few music. Thanks to Acast for hosting the show. Thanks to the listeners. If you enjoyed the show, please consider rating and reviewing and join the Facebook group Horror Hangout Board of Advisors. Uh, thanks to my co-host Ben for being a right horror dude, but also thanks to Matthew for being a right horror dude as well. Cool. Cheers, thanks, thanks, guys. For being dudes. That's fun. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for joining us, man. Cheers. Bye. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. 
Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.